This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless your worship, we glorify you for the wonderful things you are doing. Thank you because we are not counted amongst the dead. A dead man cannot praise you, the dead cannot worship you. Thank you because we are counted still amongst the living, for only the living can praise and worship you. Therefore, this morning, Father, we bless your holy name for the gift of life. And as the word goes forth from your throne of grace, let there be revival, great deliverance, total liberation. And let that word make us to be who you want us to be. In Jesus' name, we pray. The message this morning is titled, End Time Battle Over the Soul of Man. End Time Battle Over the Soul of Man. There is a battle over the soul of man, intensive battle over the soul of man, and we need to know what is happening and what is expected of us to overcome so that we won't be amongst the casualties to hell. And we're taking a message from the book of Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4 and Hebrews chapter 9 reading from verse 27 to 28. The book of Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4 and the book of Hebrews chapter 9 verses 27 and 28. And I read from Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. There is no exception about the consequences of sin. He didn't say A will die, B will die, but he said the soul. No matter how wonderful you are, how gracious you are, how graceful you look. You are created by the almighty God. But there is criteria for people to spend eternity with him. If the soul of that person does not qualify to spend eternity with him in heaven, that soul will not be with him. Hebrew chapter 9, I'm reading from verse 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment is appointed unto men once to die. But after this, the judgment, they come at but once. You live but once. If you die more than once, it's an amazing grace. But people die once, and they go to the place they have prepared for themselves. You decide where you spend eternity. Verse 28. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. Offered to bear our sins. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time. How will he appear to them the second time? Without sin unto salvation. Who will he appear to? He will appear to as many as a focus, looking unto him as the finisher and author of their faith. He will appear for the second time 
unto them that look for him those who are without sin unto salvation there are some who will be happy to receive him there are some who will be crying why has he come now he shouldn't have come the demon in that man calling say jesus christ son of the living god what have we got to do with you why are you troubling us it is not yet time for you to come to disturb us leave us to continue dwelling in this body the people who are ready will be happy to receive him people who are not ready will be offended and when we listen to that story of that legion spirit we are many legion what is your name my name is legion for we are what many if you have a relation with a soldier, you ask him what religion is all about. Unlimited number of demons in one. Everyone on earth, if you're not spirit filled, yes, there are spirits, demons in human beings. Your own might not be the one of madness. And no demon works for good in your life. You say, I'm clean. I don't have demon. Anger, there is a demon in you. Immorality is a demon in somebody pride is a demon justification is a demon bitterness is a demon there are spirits behind these things so if you manifest them they are in you and they are never for good they are on assignment to steal to kill and to destroy there are small small spirits in human lives gossiping is a spirit and the only way to operate them from your life is holiness, righteousness, godliness, obedience to the will of God. Believing God and his prophet who has brought to show you the way of salvation. Say, follow peace with all men. For holiness without, no one can see God. It is holiness that does not allow these things to stand in your life. It calls him off out of your life. When Moses died, Satan came to struggle over his body. Why? He said, Lord, you cannot take him because he has my property. My spirit is in his body. Sweet of anger. He was angry. He struck the rock for water and he judged him. He died because of anger. So he belongs to me. His body belongs to me. The Lord said, no. And the Lord rebuked him. Yes, but I have forgiven him. Because God has a final say. He has a final say. But don't wait to be on the judgment seat before you begin to ask God. But God, I know you can forgive me. No. His word is that injustice must go to hell. Justice goes to heaven. Sin has endangered human species. More than ever, there's an ongoing divine call. For the preservation of the soul of man. Our Lord and Savior daily with his entire host of heaven are calling upon the living to be more focused on the matters of the kingdom of God than on the materialistic desires of the world. The highway to hell is very broad and souls, second by second, souls, minute by minute, souls on daily basis are rushing in droves but the way to heaven is very scanty the way to heaven is very scanty second by second and minute by minute 
hour by hour, there is a divine call for the preservation of our souls so that we'll be able to escape the menace of eternity in hell. His word says in Proverbs 4, 23, it says, keep the heart with what? All diligence. For out of it are what? The issues of life. Everything about life has to do with the soul. People have become so careless of their souls and have allowed the devil to have 100% grip over their lives through glorifying the affairs of the world. The heart of man have grown cold and are quick to accept every offer made available unto them by the devil. The content with what God is doing in your life. So many things are happening. People are doing anything in the name of money. The world was used to say a free world is no longer free as you think. The devil coming from the north, south, east, and with different tricks. But thank God we are covered by the blood of Jesus. Because every destroyer fashion against us must pass over. But God will shield his people in Jesus' name. They will never see your blood. They will never see the blood of your family members. Because we must live long and end well on this earth. And continue the enjoyment in heaven. If an agreement, shout hallelujah. The soul of man is entangled daily by worldly desires. The soul of man is under spiritual entanglement. We are physical entanglement. We are financial entanglement. We are material entanglement. That is rooted in materialism. Marital entanglement. People that their marriages do no longer allow them to serve God in spirit and truth. Entanglement health-wise. Financial entanglement. Today we must ask for the quickening spirit of God to revive our souls through serving him in spirit and in truth. Say, for God is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in what? Truth. For the father seeketh such. For those that must worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Must. It's mandatory if you say you have God you must worship him in spirit. You must worship him in truth. He said, be not deceived. God cannot be mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, he shall reap. Galatians 6, 7 declares that life is all about seed sowing. And the devil is a specialist in making people harvest their seed of disobedience. Anything we do is a seed. For good, you have a good seed. For evil, you have a bad seed. He is called the accuser of brethren because he will never allow one to escape that seed of disobedience. He takes record. In fact, the Lord does not even need to take record of our ill doings. No, no, no. The devil does not overlook one small sin. The thing you say is small sin. does not overlook it. That's why it's called the accuser of brethren. Even when you are clean, he will still look for something to accuse you. Even as Job was, he still had occasion to accuse Job. He said, Lord, is it not because you have covered him, set an edge over him, that no hand can reach out to him? He didn't say that Job was a sinner. He, did it. he said, it's because you have covered the edge. Release the edge over him that nobody can reach out to him. There must always be something. In Zechariah chapter 3, he came to challenge Joshua the high priest. That God shouldn't allow that young man the priest to enter into his rest. Always accuse him. He's a specialist. 
That's why we must be careful of what we do. Every disobedience has a seed that must be harvested. Rejection to the gift of salvation has a seed that must be harvested in hell. Life is for the living. God is giving us opportunities to change our ways for good. Population to the kingdom of the devil is too large because of the desires of things of the world. Who do you trust? If there are 20 people here, 60 minds walk alike towards hell. It's painful for God to see that those who are coming his way are very few. Very, very few. Very few. The road to the narrow way. Very few people seek it entry. Come with me to the book of Mark chapter 8, verse 36. Mark 8, 36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? The word of God says, For what shall it profit a man if we gain all those things we have written there? What shall it profit you if you shall gain those things and lose your own soul? What shall it profit you? What shall it profit us? But he say, Seek first the what? King of God, we seek it first. All these other things you need to be comfortable in life will be what? Added unto you. But if you seek first those things and holiness and righteousness becomes secondary, you will meet the rest for eternity in heaven. Because the car I need, the skyscraper, the popularity, the fame, the money, all those things I want to have 20 PhDs, I want this, I want that, I want that, I want that. All of them starts and ends in where? Earth. Hello? It ends on where? This earth. It ends on this earth. The only thing that moves with you is holiness. Because holiness is according heaven. That's what sustains heaven. The only thing that moves with you if you live here that will give you access to that place is righteousness, is godliness, because that is what is obtainable there. But all these other things you have written, they are earthly and they will remain here. Fruit of the Spirit is what will take you there. Because that is what makes up this holiness and righteousness we are talking about. But if you are writing apart from that, no matter the kind of money you have, you are not going with one cent out of this earth. No matter the number of houses, you are not crossing this way with one house. No matter the number of vehicles, they are earthly. What is earthly is of the earth. Yes, and what is spiritual is of heaven. Yes, the things of the earth remain within this earth. Yes, your body is of the earth. It remains of this earth. But your spirit coming from there, so it goes there for accountability. So if whatever thing you think you have gained, you have not gotten, or you get, you allow it to separate you from your God. At the end of the day, these things will go back to the earth and then you stand before your creator. You won't be talking about my millions. You won't be talking about my wives, my children. You won't be talking about my bank accounts. No, 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 no. You'll be talking about what do I tell my creator? I have finished my sermon on earth and before my creator, what do I tell him? Because you won't have this body again. Even this body, you spend so much millions in decorating. No, 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 no. You won't have that body again. 
the cream, 10,000 naira cream, 50,000 naira cream you apply on this body is vanity. The gold you are done on this body is vanity. Even that gold, everything is vanity upon vanity. It's left on this earth. You won't wear any of them before your creator. Whatever thing you have acquired can never stand between your creator that day. You stand naked before your creator. And then you realize the vision why you were sent to this age. You abandon it. You do not fulfill anyone. And you begin to shout mercy. He said, where do where the mercy come from? Grace. He said, where does the grace? He said, people like you cannot talk about grace. People like you cannot have access to mercy. Because you can only talk about mercy on earth. You can only talk about grace on earth. But if you cross this place, mercy and grace is denied. Access to mercy and grace is denied. Access to God's love is denied. Access to God's compassion is denied. If you do not qualify for it. So my altar is holy. You must come before me without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. You must worship me in spirit and truth. For God seeketh such. Those that must worship me. He said must. He didn't say those who want wish. He said must. I created you. Must worship me in spirit and truth. Who are you deceiving? My altar is altar of holiness. Oh, are my creation. I created them. And they must worship me. In spirit and in truth. What shall it profit a man? What shall it profit a man? If he shall gain the whole world. All those who have written. If we gain it and lose our soul in it. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? That day what will you give to God? That day what will you give to God? In exchange. What will you give to him? What will speak for you? Verse 38. Whoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my wars in this adulterous and sinful generation, so shall the son of man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his father with the holy angels. The Lord said he's in pains. He said he's in pains. The population of the kingdom of the heaven is too large because of the desires of things of the world. He says it's painful unto him to see those coming his way have been very few. Where will we go with all these pleasures of the world? Our earthly achievement, properties, position, recognition, shiftances, earthly awards, monies are earthly and ends within the natural realm. They end within the natural realm. And there is a mistake we make when God blesses us. We begin to copy the system of the world. We need to copy the system of the world. We want to look like the world. Or when we are growing up, we notice that God gives us one small talent. We want to show we have arrived. We need to copy things of the world. There are people God raises. They get out of control. Pastor can no longer control them. I know people that God has blessed. But when the blessing comes, they won't even tell Pastor, God has blessed me. So that they won't pay tight. And now about people, when money enters their hand, they will not tell their parents, Daddy, you no longer suffer. God has remembered us. They begin to hide it. I don't want my parents to know. I don't want the church to know. Mm-mm. You have not started. And you want to ask my God? 
You don't know that Kobo. God is watching to decide whether he can trust you to do business with you. I want you to understand. You cannot carry on holy things, on holy dress up, only jargon, and you enter the kingdom of God. We have a standard. If you go to America and behave anyhow, you will not even enter America. They will send you back with the next available flight. In America, they have their standard. In Ghana, they have their standard. In Togo, they have their standard. You can't say because I'm from America, I behave anyhow in Togo. They will deport you. The world has their standard. You can't dress wear rag. You can't dress in hell like people of the world. You say you are a, a gospel artist. You're singing. You do all those things they do in the world. You say that day, I sang in your name. You say, depart from me and no know to you. What else when you put? Because by your dressing and your life, you are encouraging the ones that are supposed to obey him and dress like children of God to dress like people in the world. You are becoming a role model. So you are sending signals. You are not even telling the big When they see the way you behave, the children begin to copy that way. And before you know, you send a lot of people to hell. And you think you enter yourself. No. You mislead a lot of people. They get to the level of no return. When you repent, who will make them to repent? He said, God has given you fame. A lot of things. Introduction. People are through this anyhow. No fear of God that that name is reserved for God. Go to a place. They begin to see. Let us introduce. Welcome the commander in chief. You think they are talking about God. They are talking about the pastor. Carry him a haraka. They want to welcome someone to a stage. They begin to call names, 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 names. That only you can call God. The only people that deserve for you to spend three hours calling names, ten hours a day, a week, a month calling names is only Jesus Christ. In the kingdom, we must know where to draw the line. It's achievement can take us nowhere. Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became what? There are two dimensions here. The Lord God formed man from where? Right dust. Yeah, dust of the ground. Dust of the ground is from where? Earth. And breath into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. The breath is from where? From God. God is from where? Heaven. The spiritual. So man is a product of what? Earth and heaven. But what made man to be man is the spirit of God. Up to today, the body is struggling to have control over man and the spirit is struggling. The spirit said, I sent you for a purpose. The earth said, but it's my body you're using. So, the flesh, which is the body, is laying claim every day, wants to control the spirit. And the spirit says, no, you cannot control me because I have higher authority. So we are product of heavenly and earthly resources my spirit and soul are from heaven my body and heart is from the earth my spirit and soul will be answerable to the authorities and demands of the kingdom of god in heaven our spirit answerable to the demands after this assignment the body will just retire to the earth for us to make it and spend eternity in heaven we must hold on firmly to john chapter 4 23 24 Say the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit, and those that must worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Must means mandatory. We must worship our creator in spirit and truth. He is holy. We must serve him holiness. We must serve him in spirit and truth. 
Our Lord is in pain. It's painful to see his creature being rampaged by teeth, by wolves, and taken to hell. As a prophet, I feel a little of how he feels. I feel his pains. I feel his frustrations. I feel the pains of rejection. It's painful for God to see his creature. And creation going to the lake of fire where they will roast in hell. How will you feel if your loved ones are kidnapped? How do you feel? Kidnapped, assassinated, or robbed, killed unjustly. How will you feel? You know the pain that goes with it? Uncertainties. You don't know whether the person has died or not. They say they kidnapped him. Somebody traveled, didn't come back. He didn't get to his destination that day. No communication. You wouldn't sleep. You know the pains. If the person eventually dies, we know how we feel. Some people normally have heart attack. Some people just collapse. Some people go through unbearable pains. Lose appetite. They won't even be able to eat. A shepherd feels bad. When enemy comes to see, kill or destroy his sheep. David had to lay down his life. For his sheep by killing. Standing between his sheep and the lions that came. The bears. If I perish, I perish. Because I must protect my sheep. He stood. The bear came, he thought. The lion came, he destroyed. Just to protect his sheep. They were human beings. To protect sheep, they were human beings. He had to lay his life. David. Jesus laid his life for us. His sheep by being the sacrificial lamb. For our redemption. You can imagine. A father watching and seeing his children willingly following the devil to hell where they will be destroyed. And the father will be telling his son, don't go, don't go, don't follow him. That man is evil. He will kill you. He will kill you. Say here. Say, oh man, you don't know what you're talking about. Sit down and don't disturb me. I know what I'm doing, father. And they're following the devil in droves to hell. How would that father feel? That is what is happening. That is how bad our God feels. When we have the right, what it takes to tell the devil we are not following you. How do you feel after paying for a property? And the seller with tools bought your money and the property. Jesus had paid the ransom. He paid the ransom for our redemption more than 2,000 years ago. But many are still allowing the devil to hold them in bondage of the world unto hell. The ransom has been paid. And then the enemy is having a few days. Is painful unto the father. You might say it is my life. I can do anything with it. You might say it is my life. It is no one's business if I spend my life in here. No, you are wrong. It is never your life. Somebody gave you that life. It's never your life. You didn't create yourself from dust of the earth. You didn't release divine breath of the Lord to make yourself who you are today. You might not be mindful of going to hell to spend eternity. But someone is very, very mindful of where you're going to. That hell you want to go, somebody is mindful of it. In the first instance, you didn't create yourself. You were created by someone. By a supernatural being called God. He created us. And everything about us. We cannot afford to live our lives in isolation of him. Life without Christ leads to crisis. And ends up in hell. They say, For I know the thought I think towards you. Said the Lord, thought of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God has a purpose for you. 
Even if you have been living an uninventful life spiritually, there's a divine call for repentance this morning. Into the book of First Peter, chapter two, she came a whole chapter two, verse eleven. It said, "Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, we are strangers on this earth, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul." The war over the soul of man has intensified at a negative alarming rate. There is war against the soul of man. Must rise up in the fear of God. He said, do not be afraid of him that killeth only the body. But be afraid of him that killeth both this body and soul in hell. Must fear more he that is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. We praise him with our mouths and lips. But our hearts are far from him. We smile before him and mankind. But our faces are far from those smiles. Our minds are dirty, filthy, and as corrupt as a sepulchre. The heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. We wear fanciful wears to cover our natural nakedness. But our spiritual nakedness is so smelling, oozing out with terrible stench of flesh, immorality, fornication, adultery, lustful desires of the eyes and flesh, masturbation, pornographic films and materials, terrible uncleanness. These things smells, the terrible odors in the presence of the Lord. Many have cemented their minds and hearts with justification. Spirit of justification. They justify everything the Lord says. This is common knowledge in the internet. We see people are now analyzing the Bible, telling you what to believe and what not to believe. People are justifying, telling you that Christ didn't die for you. You don't have to share the blood of Jesus. You don't have to pray in his name. You don't have to pay tithes. People just woke up anyhow, any day, and begin to say rubbish. People are not afraid of God. No longer afraid to come against the work of God. The world is on the brink of, of collapsing. Pride has taken over the destinies of many people. Malice, bitterness is not a word of life. You're a Christian and you're holding something against your brother, against your sister. You say, well, I'm just angry. No. You have charm. If you have access to native doctors, you take the person's name to that place. If you sleep, you don't wake up. Where do you think you spend eternity? You think with that bitterness you go to heaven? No, you can't go to heaven. It's a spirit. Gossip. Insightful words. That are ensnared by the words of their mouth. Gossip has tied the destinies of so many people. You do seven days dry fasting. Forty days and forty nine dry fasting. Thirty days, six to six. And nothing is happening. By the time you drop that fasting, in fact, why you still fasting? Your mouth is tying. If you lose yourself by one day, you retire yourself by seven days. Things have changed spiritually. Jesus is no longer coming. Jesus is already around. He is coming soon. He is coming soon. He is already around. Carry who my heart It can happen anytime, any day. Don't deceive yourself. He's still coming. He's coming soon. Live your life as if every day the trumpet can blow. And if it blows, 
you will be ready. You are waiting for a sign. Which signs? This is already there. If the trumpet sound, you've been to Isaiah just a bit, you say there will be signs. I've not seen the signs. So. Rebellion, disobedience is the foundation of many destinies. People rebel. Believe the Lord your God shall be established. Believe his prophet, you shall prosper. Rebel against the word of God. Rebel against the prophets. In the past, when a prophet or a priest is seen, people tremble. When Prophet Samuel got to, to anoint David, the whole town trembled that the man of God was around. What have we done, no? Everybody was such a mind. What have we done, no? I hope he came in peace. I hope he's not, he didn't come with judgment. But these days, people stand before the prophet and justify. They go to internet and write anything about men of God, about things of God, about the word of God, about the Bible. You correct somebody, he tells you why. He or she is doing that and what he must continue to do. They get angry. They find their face. They rebel against the authority God has put in place. Why? Because the devil is doing his own work very well in the life of that person. He wants to drag that person out or put and destroy that person. So he shows those seeds. Because the prince of the world has severed the conscience of many that the craze for earthly glory has made many to be blind and deaf spiritually. People are daily killing their souls through sin. If you're a worker, a pastor, a member, and you're still dwelling in immorality, stay clear from that sin is cancer. It's spiritual cancer. You're destroying your destiny. If you're a pastor, a worker, a member, you're still dwelling in immorality, stay clear. Stay clear. Because there is judgment. He said, judgment will start from the house of the Lord first. Judgment will start from the kingdom of God. The message has been coming. I've been coming. I've been coming. All over the world. He's coming to cleanse his house. People must know him for whom he is. God of righteousness. God of holiness. God of godliness. That is who he is. Finally, let no one cause me trouble upon my body. Bears the mark of Christ. We are all marked and ordained for greatness. But without allowing God through his prophet to lead us, the devil will end up rubbishing that greatness. That will never be our portion. Today we must resolve to go back to our creator and start through confession. Many of us are no longer in Christ. You see, therefore, if a man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. All things are what? And behold, all things have become new. Many are now outside Christ. Turn your Bible to the book of Acts chapter 17. We must be in Christ. Acts chapter 17 verse 28. For in him we live. For you to live in him, you must be in him. You must be in him. If any man be in Christ. For you to live in him, you must be in him. You cannot live outside him. For him we live and move. If we are in Christ... We must live in him. If we're in Christ, if anyone be in Christ, we must move in him, in holiness, in righteousness. And have our being, as certain also of your own poets has, have said, for we are also his what? Offspring. We are in him and will spring up from him. We are his what? Offspring in righteousness. We spring up from him in holiness. 
will spring up for him in godliness. If you don't spring up for him in these things, you are not in him. What are you bringing out? When you spring out, what are you springing out? Canality. What are you springing out? Immorality. What are you springing out? Pride, malice, justification, uncleanness, hatred, bitterness. Why are you desiring evil of your brother, of your sister? Why are you doing the work of the devil? Tearing your brother down, tearing your sister down. What shall it profit you? You are here in so many churches praying for God to attain and raise your situation. And you are the one the devil is using to bring down your brother, to bring down your sister. Is that what your own offspring is all about? No, 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 no. You are not in Christ. You are outside Christ. As long as your offspring, you are not springing righteousness. You are not springing holiness, godliness. You are not in him. You are not in him. We must be in him. We must be in him. In holiness. We must live in him. In holiness. We must move in him. In righteousness. We must have our being in him. Our existence in him. Our life in him. Our character. Everything in him. In godliness. Follow peace with all men. How peaceful are you? How peaceful are you? You gather people. You gossip against your brother. You gather people. You incite people against your sisters. No matter the position you are turning in life, we are all brothers and sisters. Whether you are general overseer, whether you are the president, whether you are the governor, your rank, position you are turning is for administrative purpose. In the sight of God, we are brothers and sisters. Say, so be your brother's keeper, be your sister's keeper. Enough of that incitement. You can't pretend to God, you can pretend to man. You call people, send them an errand of hatred against somebody. Inside people. Discuss. Imaginable thing, things that never happen and things that happen. Even they didn't happen the way you put it. What shall it gain you after you have got your brother and 1,000 people? If that is what you want in life, will it make you go to heaven? Will it give you what the Lord wants for you? Brother, you're closing your doors. Bitterness. You see some people, the only thing that will help you not to kill that person is because you don't have a gun. I don't like this person. I cannot forget. I cannot forgive. If I have a gun, you will shoot. And you call yourself a child of God. Malice. Hatred. These things must go. It's time to offload them. It's time to offload them. First John chapter 1. We are reading from verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. All have sinned. I'm falling short of the glory of God. No exception. But if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. If we say he has not a sinner, then he will leave you now. You don't need to be in this world again. You have, you have been made perfect. We must return back to our creator. And the first step is true confession of sins. We must confess. Confession means exposure of the, that spirit. That demon, that strong and holy one in bondage. When you confess, you have exposed that spirit, that demon. 
you are telling that spirit, I can no longer partner with you to continue your evil works in my life. I'm done with you. You're confessing because you're telling Jesus Christ, I need help. I don't want to continue. Confession, I trust God's help and mercy. Solomon confessed, I'm but a child. I don't know what to do with these people as some of you are giving to me. And God said, don't worry, my son, I will help you. Confession shows God your weakness. I need help. I can't handle this thing. And I don't want to continue this way. Confession must take place before general repentance. No confession, no general repentance. General repentance is a prayer. You pray. And you are telling God. Most will enter into a vow. That I will never go back to my vomit again. I've blown it. I'm an ungrateful human being, Lord. Look at what you have blessed me with. As nobody, you made me somebody. I was nowhere, you took me to somewhere. Put food on my table. Roof over my head. I sleep, I wake up every day. How could I be so careless? How could I be so ungrateful? Instead of appreciating you and serving your spirit and through all the days of my life, I paid you back with ingratitude. I am sorry. I will no longer go back to my vomit. You are genuinely repenting. David will always remind God who he was. He was nobody. How God picked him and made him. He will always remind God that he was nobody without him, God. And each time he prays, God will answer. Confession without genuine repentance amounts to nothing. If you not activate genuine repentance, you go back to square one. That will never be a portion. For the weapons of warfare, not can I be my true God to the pull on stronghold. Genuine repentance empowers you spiritually to let go of those demons and spirits that have been manipulating one. Genuine repentance empowers you to let go. All those things that are spirits. Genuine repentance, you're telling God, these things will never come near me. I have taken a resolution. A resolution, I will no longer do this thing again. If you refuse to let go of that spirit, they will either turn you to a fault finding member or pastor. When those spirits are exposed, you don't let them go. They will trouble you. They will never allow you to serve God in spirit and truth. General repentance empowers you to let go of those spirits, let them depart from your body. Or alternatively, they could decide to uproot you from their place of blessing and take you to another place where you will continue to cover them and they continue to do that havoc in the person's life. You're angry they talk to you about immorality in the church? You're angry they talk to you that you're not prudent in the way you do things? You're angry they talk to you that you are not faithful to God? You're angry they talk to you that you are not punctual? You're angry they talk to you that you, you don't show interest in things of God in his house? The way you handle the affairs of your life is not proper? The affairs of your family is not proper? You're angry. You justify your ways. Some people will change churches. And then the spirit will say, yes, well done. Uh-huh. Leave that man. Leave that church. Then the spirit will not take over. And comes back with seven more dangerous demons inside the person's body. He doesn't want that place where they talk to him. How he, they will cast him out. He moves that person to a place where they will have few days to finish the person unto hell and destruction. That will never be a portion. Amen. Our love for God must be beyond the love for the world. Must be beyond the love for things of the world. We don't love our natural parents because they are so rich and so worthy and because they have all the things we need. We love them because by nature to our parents. We must love God with our heart, with our soul, with our strength, because by supernatural nature, they are our parents and creators. 
before he ascended, he knew who that man and what he would do. He was a man. One of the disciples that practicalized what love for Jesus was all about. While he was still alive, John the Beloved showed what love was all about. And even after his death, John the Beloved wrote almost 90% of divine love that we read today in the Bible. First book of John, second book of John, third book of John are all about love. No disciple attained that level of writing. He wrote the mind of Christ. Love. No prophet has ever preached about love the way John the Beloved preached about love. You cannot glorify the things of the world and say you love Jesus. Seek you for the kingdom of God. Seek for the things that will glorify the Lord and grant you eternity in heaven. Seek. Go for peace. Go for unity. Go for love. Go for joy. Go for obedience. Humility. Faith and trust in God. Go for obedience to his word. To go to his prophets. Allow him to lead your footsteps. Go for righteousness. Go for holiness. Go for godliness. And it will be well with you. Bow your heads. We have had the message this morning. We need to talk to the Lord. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's possible every service we talk about confession of sin. But the Lord does not want you to be a ritual. He's a progressive God. No repentance and going back. He wants genuine repentance. I want us to open up our hearts, our minds. Talk to him this morning. All have sinned. We are falling short of the glory of the Lord. Father, cleanse us by your word. We have had the word this morning. Let our word cleanse us. Purge us, purge our conscience with our word. Every filthiness of the mind, bitterness of the mind, fleshy ideas, purge us, Lord. Cleanse us, Lord. Purge me, I shall be cleansed. Wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Bitterness must go. Pride must go. Let God mind his hatred and gone forgiveness. Fornication and adultery. Lost for desires of the eyes and flesh. Carry Cain. His altar is holy. And all that must worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. There were comments. And now it's when the true worshippers shall worship him in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such. We cannot deceive him. The Father seeketh such. He seeketh those that will worship him in spirit and truth. For God is a spirit. Those that must worship him. Must worship him in spirit and truth. Make a resolution today. We can never go back again. Father, empty us of our carnalities. Purify us. Purge us. We let go of every stronghold. And it's making us to be rebellious. We reject them. And it's making us to gossip. We reject them. And it's making us to fall short of the glory. We ask for you to clear them out of our system, out of our heart and mind. Help us, Lord. We cannot help ourselves. Every evil veil, the devil is using to cover us. We tear of that veil by your blood. Every spiritual and physical veil of blindness and deafness. Make us not to hear and submit to spiritual things. We tear them all by the blood of Jesus. We tear them all by the blood of Jesus. As we begin to walk in obedience, Lord, we ask for the veil of delay to be removed from our lives. Veil of calamity, reproachment, and disgrace will tear them off. Veil of lack, setback, stagnation, failure, and defeat will tear them off. Veil of procrastination, delay, disappointment will tear them off. Veil of sorrow, hatred, malice will tear them off. Veil of poverty, KDK, the emotion and divide will tear them off. 
veil of despisement, mock rejection will turn it off. Do no longer prosper in our lives, and the ministry to no longer prosper in the life of the workers, members, and all that believe in this ministry. And the brother of Christ will no longer prosper, Lord. We tear them off. Sheke makoroko. We resolve to serve in spirit and truth from today. We take that resolution individually, jointly. We resolve to serve in spirit and truth. We pray for the love of God. Plant your love in our hearts to serve in spirit and truth. We ask for the spirit of unity, spirit of agreement, spirit of peace, spirit of love, joy, faith in you to be our portion. Father, come and take your place. Take your place in our life. That what you have put in place in our life by reason of this service must stand and it must come for speedily. No power can delay your purpose in our lives. The device of the enemy of our lives will no longer stand and will no longer come to pass. Let your spirit quicken us. We reject the devil. We reject hell. We refuse to go to hell with the devil. That kingdom belongs to the devil. We refuse to go to that place. Life is for the living. We have had our word this morning. And we have taken and made that resolution. That we are moving forward with you. Oh yes. Forward ever. Father, we bless you. We worship you. We glorify you. Father, come and take control. In our lives, come and take control. Everything about us, come and take control. Receive our confession. General repentance. Father, grant us the heart enablement to serve in spirit and truth so that your name will be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awoni Yelemo Street, Ajao Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or regiaradio.com. For prayer and counseling, please call plus 234-703-668-7445. May God richly bless you.